This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hast thou e'er thought, oh, if only there were more hours in the day? With the exception of Can the Wizard, a lot of us wish we had more time. But if time became untethered and was truly unlimited, what would you even do? You have to know what you value to make use of such a gift. And therapy can help you find what matters to you most, so you can do more of it. Even without all the time shenanigans. I know therapy has allowed me to consider what matters most to me, allowing me to become a better friend and happier wizard. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot magic. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, hey there. This is Arnie, the Arnie on Earth. And no, I am not a robot. You're a robot. I'm just checking in to let you know there's no new Hello from the Magic Tavern episode this week, but we'll be back next Monday with an all-new episode. And this week we wanted to share something extra special with you. On the Magic Tavern Patreon, which you can go to at patreon.com slash magic tavern, we have a stretch goal to record a role-playing game with our friend Anthony Birch, the great dungeon master from the podcast Dungeons and Daddies, which I'm a huge fan of. We have not hit the stretch goal yet. We're still a couple hundred subscribers away, but we have recorded it. It was incredibly fun and funny. In fact, so much fun that it ended up stretching out to, I think, four episodes. So as a special preview and enticement, here is the first episode of Shadow City, DM'd by Anthony Birch. And if you want to help us release the rest of the episodes on the Patreon, all you have to do is join the Hello from the Magic Tavern Patreon at patreon.com slash magic tavern. There's so many perks, bonus episodes, but I'll hold off on the hard sell until after the episode. Give it a listen. It goes off the rails very fast. And I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. together to play a game for realsies and everything we're actually gonna play a game jesus christ <laughs> for realsies for realsies for realsies and everything. Are, you, are you a 13 year old student in 1990s grade school 
Uh, you threw too many numbers at me. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to add a childlike sense of wonder to this experience. Which, of course, of course. But I don't need to because it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I feel like the more I say it's gonna be great, the more it seems like I have uncertainty about it, which I don't. Your Honor, gag me with a spoon. <laughs> As if roll for smooth move, Xlax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Arnie Niekamp, and I'm excited to play a game. Yeah, and I'm Matt Young, uh, and then you're hearing the real me for right now, because we're, we've got an exciting guest who's going to be our game master for a really awesome uh, tabletop role-playing game that of uh, his own division, devising? What am I saying? Well, I didn't invite invent Dungeons and Dragons, which is no, the, no, no, the no, system no. we'll what? be using. The system, yes. Well, then who's that not. person? Let's get them. Is Mr. Coast available? <laughs> I'm Alorify, and I'm very excited to His play. His name is John Dragons. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. And he has a twin brother who also has a pendant. Uh, yeah, and I'm Anthony Birch. I'm gonna gonna walk you through some some hopefully what'll be a fun little tabletop role playing adventure. So the system that we're using is basically Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. If you're familiar with that, um, invented by John Dragons, and <laughs> it's going to be in a very non Dungeons and Dragons e kind of setting. And unless anybody has anything they'd like to say, I can just take us right into the right into the story if you want. Uh, I will preface this with I have played D&D, but probably less than anyone else here. So I will ask dumb questions, one, because I'm dumb and two, I'm serving as the Robin who's like the entry point for the for the reader. Sure, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm Robin Um, to all your Batmans. Right. And I'll just wait for Matt to ask the dumb question so I won't <laughs> seem like the dumb one. I'll be like, oh, but I'll be taking copious notes whenever he asks something. Well, thankfully, um, the way that I tend to uh, to game master Dungeons and Dragons is very loosey goosey uh, mm. and kind of rules light a lot of the time. So you don't have to worry about honestly uh, anything that you feel like doing. You can just say you want to do it. And, you know, if it's something that you have to roll for, you can roll for it. If it's something I don't want, I don't feel like you should be able to do like mm-hmm. feel free to, you know, be creative first. Don't worry about the the dice and the, the numbers so much i'll help out with that stuff even though i'm also terrible at that but it'll be fine well i'll be fine everything's gonna be good probably where were you when i was a teenager <laughs> uh, just not having sex just just oh, <laughs> me too me too full-time job yeah oh man we should have hung out we all should have had not had sex together oh mm-hmm. man i guess we're technically doing that right now <laughs> yeah true. Ain't that just the way <laughs> um okay shall we begin Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay. Black clouds, pregnant with rain, hang in the starless black sky over Shadow City, home of devious supervillains, corrupt officials, and low-level criminal scum, like you. Only one man stands between Shadow City and utter chaos, a caped writer of wrongs who fights evil with tooth and claw. A hero so unbeatable, so beloved, that the toy store you pull up to in your car has an entire window display devoted to his new posable talking action figures. But right now, he's not your biggest worry. You're thinking about the million dollars you owe to Don Tribbiani, one of Shadow City's most powerful mob bosses. Your driver whimpers, his palms coating the steering wheel in sweat. His eyes are fixed on the other side of the street, at the Shadow City First National Bank, the bank you're about to rob. He asks, for what seems like the hundredth time, So, uh, what's the plan, fellas? Who answers first amongst you, and what does that person look like? Anybody at all? There's a a stout woman around 60 who answers first. Her name is Matilda O'Brien. Everyone just calls her Ma. In in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, she'd be a cleric. 
but here she's just she's just like a, a grizzled old Catholic mom who's like very serious and devout, but is devoted to her family. But her family is crime and the people who do it. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we're, we're gonna take care of it. We're gonna get into this bank. We're gonna get this money, and it's all gonna be fine. All right. Does anybody want to also chime in? This would be a good time for all of you to introduce yourselves uh, mm. to the audience. Well, I will say that I, I'm Crusher. That's my last name, Crusher, but I go by that. As a lot of people assume it's a nickname, but it's really just my last name. Uh, I'm sort of a small guy, uh, not too intimidating, uh, but I am, I'm a ranger, uh, and I don't really say anything at this moment. I'm, I'm actually kind of quiet. Yeah, and right after Ma speaks, uh, a sort of giant, um, almost Jack Reacher-sized paw or mitt <laughs> <laughs> clasp on her shoulder very gently, and you hear um, the voice belonging to that mitt, to that turkey, that giant uh, roast turkey of a hand, say, That's right, Ma. It's all going to be okay. Um, and and uh, if we pull back, we see that the hand belongs to a six foot nine, four hundred twenty pound um, giant <laughs> of a man named Tommy Punches de Plume. He's in a white dress shirt that's unbuttoned at the top. He has almost like tuxedo slacks, and then his arm, his sleeves are almost like reverse. Um, Chippendale kind of where it's like his muscles are so big that he has to have a sleeve from the wrist to the elbow and then there's just nothing bare skin and then from the shoulder to his neck the shirt continues um, because his biceps are too big for any shirt and on his biceps um, if the camera lingers long enough you see there are tattoos of fists on uh, his uh, biceps just because he's really proud of the name that he's uh, accrued over his time um, in the gang uh, which is Punches. Perfect. Oh, and I forgot to mention, his head kind of looks like Grimace. So it has... <laughs> oh, Tommy, Tommy, I got to make you a nicer shirt than that. We got to get you a shirt that fits. No, Ma, this fits fine. And not to interrupt, but Adel, you said that Tommy is almost Jack Reacher size. So he's like Jack Reach. He's like Jack Reach, yes. And uh, again, I can't stress enough. His face is exactly like Grimace's, but instead of purple, it is, you know, flesh colored. So he has very genial eyes. His mouth is always in an upturned surprise smile. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have mitten hands? Uh, no, he has regular his hands. His face, Arnie, his face. Oh. He's the perfect man. He has the face of Grimace and the body Thank of Jack Reacher. You. Everyone's dream. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Adel, you just satisfied exactly one person's sexual <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> this is a very normal and typical D&D character archetype, so the fact that this is a surprise to the two of you that haven't played a lot of it is not surprising to me. Most uh, characters should, in D&D look like this. I should have just said I'm an FG. Arnie, that stands for fuckable Grimace. Um, <laughs> It's sort of a dark web thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. So the driver says, all right, well, you know the deal. All of us owe 250 k to Don Tribbiani. This is pretty much our last night to pay him back. So whenever you're ready, you head in there, you come out with as much money as you can, and if we're lucky, we'll live to see the next sunrise. But uh, I'll wear you here for as long as it takes. I got nowhere to be. <laughs> and he unlocks the doors. You keep this car running. All right. Uh, punches, you got to remember. Yeah. You... You get in there and you tell the teller what we need, and I'm gonna cover the front door, okay? You got it. And hey, driver? Yeah? You said you got nowhere to be? Next week, you wanna play pickleball? P- pickleball, yeah. Hell, that sounds great. All right. Ah, oh, you're such sweet boys. You're such sweet boys. All right. Uh, 
Everybody, uh, get your Britney Spears masks on. <laughs> and we put those on. And as Tommy gets out of the car, you see the hydraulics on the car lift about three feet because <laughs> he was weighing it down. Great. So to uh, sort of fill in the audience on some details, I basically gave our three intrepid players um, some very basic details about the bank that they might have gotten from casing the joint, but I don't actually know what their plan to rob the bank is. Uh, so what do you all do next? Are you going to step inside the lobby? Are you going to do other stuff? Let you, you're sort of driving this at this point, so let me know what you'd like to do, and I'll tell you what you see and what can happen next. Adel, uh, I, I think we just walk in with the masks, and uh, you go up to the counter, and I'm kind of like covering the door, mm-hmm. and and we see where it goes from there. Great. Okay. So the moment the two of you, just the two of you, walk in with the masks. Yep. All right. That's right. The moment the two of you walk in with your masks, uh, immediately you notice. I mean, you already knew that they were here because of the casing of the joint that you did off screen. But there are two guards holding pistols in here. One's near the door, one's at the other end of the room. Both of them see two people walk in. Initially, they have a, a very like, and twins kind of like reaction, like they're psyched. Um, but once they see the, Finally. the gear that you're carrying with you, uh, they freak out a little bit. And uh, one of the one nearest the door, the one nearest to you, sort of fumbles for his, his service revolver uh, on his hip. Are any of you going to do anything about that? Uh, Tommy punches, uh, steps very, tries to step very closely to the gentleman to where he can't even outreach his arm fully, fully extend his arm to raise the gun. Um, almost like a, just like a football lineman just get up, gets up in his personal space very quickly without touching him. Okay. Let's, uh, why don't you give me an acrobatics or athletics roll, whichever you like. So let me roll. Uh, looks like a 21. Wow. Okay, so you succeed. You succeed very well. You get right up in this dude's craw, and he tries to to wrench the gun out. He gets his his hand around the gun, but as he tries to wrench it out of its holster, you're so close to him that like he can't even move his hand forward enough to get the leverage to. And he's and he's so scared by the size of you, he's he's too shocked to even step back. So you've got him handled. But in this moment, he yells. Get, 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 get down on the ground, I guess, I guess. And the other guard in the back is like, uh, uh, and sort of starts walking towards you, and he's also fiddling with his gun. And he actually manages to get it out, unless one of you would like to do something to stop him at this distance. Uh, how far away is he again, sir? He's about, well, I never said, so you don't have to oh. apologize. Um, he's, he's about 15 <laughs> feet away. 15 feet. He's close enough that if you wanted to do something cool, you could do it very easily. Mm, could I? Come on, do something cool. Uh, can I run up to him and hit him with my bag of oranges? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so go ahead and give me an attack roll. Rolling one, go. That is a 17. 17 is going to beat his AC, which means uh, you thwack him over the head and he because you surprised them so much and because these guys are, are, are pretty cheap as far as guards go, you hit him with a sack of oranges and he falls to the ground like a sack of potatoes. You've gone from fruit to vegetable. Mm. And yes. <laughs> um, all right, so now what? Uh, the, the people around you, the, the other, there are about three uh, uh, customers here basically standing in line and they're unsure of what to do. Um, they all look pretty tired. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost closing time. It's like 4.30. And the tellers see you take out, well not take out, but they see you take out one of the guards, and you can see the tellers behind a, you know, two inch thick pane of bulletproof glass. One of them reaches for a a button. Mm. 
Uh, I will say quickly, while, while I am physically standing in front of the one guard who I've intimidated, uh, I do want to try and lean down into his ear and whisper, uh, you just remembered, you have somewhere to be. Oh. And see if he, if I can intimidate him out the door. Great. So we, me, know, we don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, give me an intimidation roll, please. Okay. That is going to be a 16. All right. I'm going to go ahead and roll opposed for his intimidation. He only got a 13. So he says, yeah, 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 you're right. I got to go practice for my pickup pickleball game with my buddies. I got, I got some brine. I got to put the ball in. You know how it is. It's got to be nice and juicy for the big game. Oh, yeah. I, I love pickleball. What are you, you doing next week? Uh, no, no, no. Hey, 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 I mean, get out of here. Oh, man. I was one man down <laughs> on my team, too. And he walks away, like, kicking the dirt. Um, but he's out of here now, and the other guard is down. So you see on the other side of the uh, the bulletproof glass, uh, in addition to the teller, you, in addition to the one teller that is working today, leaning over to press a button, um, you can see behind this teller that there is a door that you know leads to uh, the manager's office and possibly some other rooms. But yeah, so she leans down, presses a button. If anybody would like to roll perception or insight, I can tell you what that button does. Uh, if not, I assume you can figure it out based on your knowledge of watching literally any movie about banks ever made. <laughs> 17. She's hit the silent alarm. The cops yeah, will yeah, be yeah. here in 15 minutes. Uh, this might be a good time for me to talk about what's going on uh, with Crusher. Great. So I got to take you back 20 some years. <laughs> <laughs> Crusher grew up in a neighborhood where everyone either became a criminal or a guard. He spent a lot of time around guards sort of observed them, learned a lot about them, knew their ways, never was one, never wanted to become one. But using some of my stats to be that, like, guard is a race that I kind of can read and track and sort of just naturally know a lot about. So what I'm proposing is, you told us we had six months to prepare for this. I did. I'm proposing, and this is a big gamble, that Crusher was able in the last six months to get a job as a guard and is in that security room right now. What do I got to roll? Uh, I think you roll deception. Okay. To see if you could get the job. Okay. And I feel like you roll with advantage because that's a really good idea. Okay, so I already have plus four. Great. Uh, so advantage means that you roll twice and you take the higher of the two rolls. Okay. So, first roll, oh, a four. Good thing you had advantage. It's a good thing. Thank you, uh, Ingenuity. You and, rolled a, oh. You rolled a four and you have a plus four? So you rolled a zero? <laughs> how is, I don't know how that's possible. I also now also rolled a two. So I just, okay. I, I add the four myself. So, so yeah, so four so plus I, four is eight. So eight. the best roll you had was an eight. So. You Holy let's shit. say let's say I gotta say though it was a really good idea. It was a good idea. You you came in, you applied for the guard position. Uh -huh. What do you think you said that fucked it up so bad for you that they wouldn't even let you uh, apply as a guard? <laughs> Here's part of the problem. I look like the body of Jason Statham with the face of the Hamburglar. So <laughs> part of the problem is that I probably so Jason went Statham. In, 
So wubble, unfortunately, wubble. <laughs> unfortunately, I still have a kind of like I have a natural my my face gives me a natural burglar mask a little bit. Just <laughs> I the, just the I just had a flash of horror. My nightmares are going to be filled with the Hamburglar in a crank-like situation mm-hmm. where he's, like, fucking people at the Kentucky Derby and, like, constantly has to have his crank. It's, it's just running very quickly. Now, thank you so much for that, Art. Do not Google image search Hamburglar <laughs> and his crank. Cause, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I come in like that and I probably say, like, uh, how fast can I get a position uh, in the highest security part of this place possible? So the the manager, who is a uh, a, a very sour, balding-looking man, uh, looks up at you pretty much immediately because he lives in a, in a as you said, everyone in this city is either guards or crooks. Mm-hmm. Um, can pretty much immediately tell what you are, and he cocks his head and he goes, uh, "I got uh, janitor duties. How do you feel <laughs> about a high security bathroom for customers?" I'll take it, <laughs> Anthony. Can I roll for the the gentleman you're playing? Uh, or can you roll to see if he has a any sneaking suspicion that the person he's talking to is Joe Pesci undercover <laughs> for a movie role? Sure. Like trying to study for a movie role? I will roll a D20. He got an 18. Okay. So I, and he goes, are you Joe Pesci? Legally, if I ask you, Joe Pesci, you got to tell me. That's how that works. <laughs> Why do you ask me that? What makes you think? What about me makes you think I'm Joe Pesci? What about me? <laughs> Why are you so asking amusing. me that now? Now you're asking me? What do I look like? A person who answers questions to you? Hey, are we related? Not to make this entirely about this new character, <laughs> but but you would say, is it fair to say he's a movie fan? Yeah. Okay. You, you know what? You look around his, his office, and it's all posters for classic Hollywood cinema. Uh, he has a penchant for uh, old Howard Hawks movies, like the old Scarface. Okay. Uh, he seems to like gangster movies. I guess he lives in a shitty gangster-ridden part of town, so he's kind of, uh, if you can't beat him, join him mentality. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I did bad badly so far, but one of you had us devise three items. One of the items that I devised is a glaive. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> glaive. <laughs> it's a glaive, uh, as we all know, is the weapon from the movie Crawl. Uh, it's a glaive plug-in. And it's not an actual, but it's not an actual weapon. It's just an actual prop from the movie Crawl. Great. And if anyone recognizes this prop, they are they are kind of obsessed with it for a short period of time. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my glaive and be like, oh, like, look at this thing. <laughs> I think roll persuasion with advantage because he is oh. a movie fan. Okay, persuasion. Okay, well, well, did, well. Did Howard Hawks uh, direct crawl? I can't remember. <laughs> so I got a one plus two. I have a three. So things are not going great. Wait, wait, wait. With okay. advantage? You rolled twice and you got a one both times? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Can uh, we, Arnie, can we check that you're doing this correctly? Because this, yeah. is, this is terrifying. Yeah, Look, you haven't I broken just, two digits yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. I just keep looking at the page number. Are you rolling a D20? I am. Actually, no, I, I didn't roll my second okay. uh, because of advantage, and I got a 17. Okay, great. So with the 17, he goes, what is what is, uh, is that something from, is that like a Xena? No, it's not Xena. It's got like knives on it. What is that? <laughs> oh, the, 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 Xena. the. This isn't a TV prop. This is like a, a movie. Oh. Crawl. 
Kroll, Kroll, Kroll. I get that confused with Cull, the Conqueror or something. I think there was a Kevin Sorbo picture. Uh, I've seen every movie ever made. Oh, <laughs> I'm so lonely. Ah. But yeah, oh, hey, You're hey. You're a Sorbo head, huh? That's, right. Well, I don't know if I'd say that. He's got some problematic opinions on everything yeah. else. But like, I, did, I was a fan of his, his brief forays into the, the filmic world. But no, Kroll. Yeah, I remember Kroll. I watched that when I was a little kid. Oh, that's a, look at the detail on that. And so he uh, kind of gets in close and starts examining the glaive. Uh, okay, so if he's distracted, I'm gonna look through his things. <laughs> okay, um, go what ahead. is happening? So go ahead and roll. Um, guys, don't see. worry, I'm rolling great. So this is definitely Jesus good. Christ. Arnie's like, can I talk to his kids? Uh, okay, <laughs> just to fair. see what their deal is. So let's say, um, if if you want to like actually move around him. And like start going through his like desk and stuff. We'll have you roll for stealth. If you want to just like examine what's around the room and on his desk and is in plain sight, you can roll investigation. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't want to take too much of time in the past because we've got an exciting action happening in the present. So I'm just trying to think, is there any last thing I can maybe try to do to get myself? Maybe I don't get all the way to the security (laughs) guard room, but I'm a little better than the bathroom. Okay. Um, Let's see. Based on your voices, the easiest thing is maybe to take over this man's life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, what you see is that this guy, this manager, um, you you see right now he doesn't look that much like you. He's balding. He's kind of rotund. Mm-hmm. But you see on his desk that there's a picture of him and his wife uh, many years ago when they first got married when he had a full head of hair and he was really, really buff. And uh, he basically, he's a dead ringer for you back then. Hmm. So what you're saying is, I've got six months to put on a lot of weight. (laughs) (laughs) Some hair. Or I guess you could get rid of him and convince everybody that you went on a really, really drastic, like, like diet or something. I don't know. All right. You know what? Desperate measures. I'm going to try to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Go ahead and um, roll uh, any any attack on your on your character sheet. If you have a weapon there. Anthony, I will say I am so drawn into this that I don't care if we come back to my character. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. The whole story is just Arnie bumbling in the dark with this guy. I think this is fantastic. Yeah, we just do a full Trish from Shrandy and it's all the flashback before the inciting incident of the fucking story. (laughs) How exciting would it be? If in this first episode, all that happens is I die in the past. (laughs) I am not. That's why you were so quiet in the car. (laughs) It's a weekend at Bernie's scenario. You were just embarrassed to go to a bank robbery with only two people. (laughs) Let's see here. I unfortunately did not put uh, any weapons in, but should I just just roll a d20 for me? Okay, d20. All right. Also, to be fair, I can use two weapons uh, at the same time. Doesn't sound fair at all. Great. Uh, what, what what weapons would you like to use? Did you bring them in? What do you think he would, you would have on you for this job interview? Uh, I think I have uh, my my a gun. You definitely a have a crow. And the, my glaive. Yeah. Uh, the movie yeah, is crow. That's what it is. Yes, sorry. Yeah, well, he's, hol- he's holding the glaive and checking it out. You could also improvise by taking something from the room. So he's got like a little fake little Academy Award on his desk that says World's Best Bank Manager. Okay. Um, and uh, he's got a golden globe. Uh, that also says world's best bank manager, but it's misspelled. <laughs> but he doesn't care because it's a fucking Golden Globe. Doesn't matter. Okay, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to take both the the fake Oscar and the fake Golden Globe and like smash them on both sides of the head. If there's a Tony and an oh, Emmy around, and you gotta hit him and you gotta say he got him, <laughs> <laughs> he got him. exactly. 
There's also a Cable Ace Award that says Best Teller. It's from a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) And we cut to Teller from Penn & Teller, and he is just crying at home. (laughs) But silently. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead and give me just give me a straight D20 roll. All right. I got a 18. Wow. Okay. So with an 18, uh, you cave this poor man's head in completely. Mm-hmm. All uh, Decades and decades of watching movies brought him to this moment where he was destroyed by what was secretly his favorite actor. He was actually hoping you were Joe Pesci. Oh. But uh, his skull crushes, He his legs buckle underneath him, he falls over, and he's dead now uh, okay. in, in his office. What do you do? I say, <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> I also somehow lose my Joe Pesci voice. <laughs> Okay. Um, I I uh, hide his body under his desk. Uh, I take his clothes the, the off. The last place they'll think to look. <laughs> I take his clothes off. And, and this I, is this is six months before the, the heist happens. Yeah. Six months yeah, yeah. Before the heist, I hide his body. Well, look, look. I hide his body <laughs> under the desk for right now. Sure. Okay. And I put his clothes on, and then I uh, I open the door a little bit, and I I tell uh, my secretary or whatever to hold my calls. And she, if she asks for how long, I say six months. Okay, so roll, so roll, roll deception. I think with advantage because the voices okay. were similar. <laughs> okay, let's see here. And Anthony, if you want to bottle this up and sell it, like almost like Honey Heist or something, just this Arnie specific story, please. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure this would make millions. <laughs> <laughs> the first two rules will be one: this game requires at least three players, and two: only one of the players will be playing. <laughs> All right, Anthony. You know, I hate to be a stickler, but is there a camera in that office? Ah! Uh, what are you trying? And, you, and why? I, mean, I, I hate to even bring it up. I yeah. hate to bring it up. I feel well, I like, rolled an eleven. Anthony, why you think about it? I hate to be a stiffler, but where's your mom, dog? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say that with an eleven, mm-hmm. uh, your uh, the the manager's uh, secretary who looks like Sharon Stone from Casino and is dressed oh, like that. Oh, okay. Goes, okay, whatever you say. I forgot how Sharon Stone sounds. I assume it's sexy. <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Yeah. Um, but you did not notice that there was a camera recording everything that happened. Okay. So I didn't notice that. Uh, at, at first. You closed the door having talked to Sharon Stone, and then as you closed the door, you saw the telltale blinking red light in the corner of your eye. You turned up and you looked, oh, there's a surveillance camera watching the whole thing. And potentially... Uh, because of what you know about the bank, maybe the security guard whose job you actually wanted may have seen all that. And Anthony, can I blow your mind? Let's go back six months. All right, great. <laughs> Tommy punches the plume, walks into ah. this office because he sees a security officer wanted sign. Oh, no. Are we going to create a paradox? <laughs> As long as it still ends with Tommy DePlume walking back into his office, into his place of business and intimidating oh, yeah. a guard that I guess knows him. I'm just going to say, if I accidentally killed Tommy DePlume. <laughs> if you do want to follow with the six months before that, we totally can. Uh, we'll forego that. I'll, we'll, let's, let's make Artie uh, step in it. Okay, great. So, yes, you've got, um, basically, you know that from the way that this, this, this place is sort of laid out, mm-hmm. from the bank manager's office... 
that door leads to the sort of area where all the tellers are with all the money, and then that also leads to an elevator, Well, and then it, which leads to a locked door that gets you out to where the, the customers are, but before that, there's an elevator that takes you down to the vault, and on the way to the vault, in the big hallway leading from the elevator, is the security room. So there's a fair amount of real estate between you mm. and potentially somebody who just saw you murder somebody, but maybe he didn't. Maybe he was asleep. Maybe he was checking the newspaper. Uh, let me quickly now investigate the room that I'm in to see, uh, like, I, I guess I'm going to be trying to very quickly look for, like, does he have a hat? <laughs> does, like, <laughs> what, are there any magazines around? Like, things that I would naturally Magazines? Carry. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Arnie, Arnie, we started off with an action-packed bank heist, and now we're stuck with you in a room trying to figure out if there's magazines around? No, 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 let him do it. Anthony, what magazines are in there? <laughs> okay. So the magazines that he's got are, he's got the last print issue of Entertainment Weekly. He's got um, Variety. He doesn't understand any of the industry lingo, but he just, it makes him feel important <laughs> to have it. Uh, he's got GamePro, like a really old issue of oh, GamePro, okay. because they okay. had a review of the Demolition Man game on Sega CD. And he was like, I love Demolition Man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay. And the highlights for kids. Oh, wow, well, I love yeah. that. So I was going to say the Variety, I assume, is slightly bigger than Entertainment Weekly, right? It is. So I'm going to take the Variety magazine, and I'm going to put the Entertainment Weekly inside it, because I'm much more interested in reading <laughs> that. Great. But I'm also going to, like, rip a couple pages out of the highlights Arnie, magazine. Arnie, slow down. The audience is dying to know <laughs> what page do you turn to, and what do you see inside this Variety? <laughs> well, I can't just make up what's in, in the Variety. Uh, I'm going to put those things in. I'm going to put it over my face. And I'm going to like hold it up like I'm reading it and walking through the office. Okay. And I'm going to try to walk to the security room like I'm reading Variety on the way because everyone in the office knows that I'm real into <laughs> pop culture because I've got all the all this stuff in my office. Okay, go ahead and roll Deception with Disadvantage. So Deception with Disadvantage means I roll zero times? It means you roll twice and take the lower of the two rolls. Okay. And at this right. point... Genuinely asking, is it easier for Matt and I to just play characters in this office six months ago? <laughs> Honestly, if you want to, we totally can do that. We can. I, I I can delete everything that I had planned, and that's a different. That's a whole other adventure we can go on instead. That's totally fine. Uh, I my lower was a twelve. So with a twelve, here's what the assist his secretary Sharon Stone sees. She sees a man uh, with wrists and hands covered in blood walking out of her manager's office holding a variety oh, up so yeah. she can't see his face but she can tell that the rest of his body is not rotund like the man she's he's actually covering the one thing that looked a little bit like the manager which is his face uh, yeah. so she just sees a strange person covered in blood walking out and she goes uh, uh, cops somebody call the cops and she looks inside the, the, the manager's office she goes oh my god she screams but like well, sexy no, like Sharon's fair, I put him under the desk Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you also clean up the blood from when you bashed his brain open? No, but is it? there's some chance that we were behind his desk when that happened. So you're, suge you're suggesting that you walked up with the glaive, walked around his desk, handed it mm -hmm. to him, and then walked mm -hmm. behind him, and then it, it went back around the desk, grabbed the two awards, then got behind him and smashed his head in. Yeah, I mean, look, what kind of guy is he? Is he a you-come-to-me-or-I-come-to-you kind of boss? I'm, I would posit that he would stay behind his desk and I would have to come to him. And Arnie, you're also uh, insinuating this man has very thick blood, almost like ragu, that does not splatter or spray. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say that again. I'm gonna roll d20. I'm gonna roll d20, and depending on what I roll, if I roll high, 
then, okay, so I rolled a 10, which means that I lost, which means that you already get what you want, which is that his body was behind (laughs) the desk. Okay. But she's like, Oh God! What happened? She sees that you're covered in blood, so she runs into the office and tries and looks around, trying. And she and the tellers hear her scream, and they turn around to look at you. And mm. you're still walking, just non stopping with the variety covering your face. But they see her run into the office. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to do in this moment? So at this moment, I'm trying to think if I can possibly. I'm still trying. To, guys, I just gotta say, I'm still trying to get this job. Can we, I just want to let I just want to let the listeners know Arnie fought for this moment over the course of six or seven emails. Uh-huh. Matt and I w- were on board for it, but Arnie wanted this moment so bad. To be fair, I thought I was either going to succeed or if I failed, I would just be like run into the bank after you guys, being like, "Oh, did you not get my calls? <laughs> I didn't get the no, job." This is way better. Uh, but but then there, there just seemed to be like the smallest glimmer of hope that I could still get this job, and that is what uh, that's the road that I've uh, careened down ever sure. since that moment. Arnie, sure. maybe you maybe you lie and you say that you cut yourself, you cut your scalp off to put on a new hairpiece, and then you can drop the magazine and you'll look like the guy in the face, but with full hair. Yeah, is that something? I'm trying to help you out. From that's afar. something. That's so something. here's the thing. I feel like if the body, I can, I, I feel like if the body isn't discovered then I can still potentially save this. My favorite John Mayer song. But did the secretary, did Sharon Stone see the body? I'm going to have her roll investigation. Okay. Can I try to distract her? Uh, How would you like to do that? Oh, boy. I'm going to make a lot of assumptions about a Joe Pesci-looking guy talking to a Sharon Stone-looking woman, and I'm going to offer her some cocaine. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead and roll (laughs) Persuasion. Okay. I, I assume that you get, like, as she's running in to the office, do you, like, kind of step back to try to block the doorway and go, whoa, 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 and then you have this exchange? Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, persuasion. I rolled a six. <laughs> so, so, she, so she runs into, she tries to run into the office. A man who won't put the variety down offers her <laughs> cocaine. She goes, uh, 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 and then immediately ducks around you and gets into the, the room. Rolls investigation and gets a twenty-one. Whoa! Um, and so, and I say to myself, I was under the impression that cocaine sold itself. <laughs> <laughs> so she pretty much instantly sees that there are not many places to hide this body. Checks the behind the desk and screams, and then hits the silent, the the, the, the not so silent alarm button under his desk. Alarms start blaring. All the tellers are looking at you. Um, what do you do? I, I I think I have failed, but I am going to try one more thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. I it's really, fine. That's I'm good. Not, I'm not trying to hijack uh, <laughs> this story. This is the most wily Coyote shit I've ever seen in d and <laughs> I've never felt more like I'm in, I've never felt more like I'm in a Coen Brothers movie than I do at this moment. I'm just like, I, one mistake <laughs> leading to another. I also love that Sharon Stone had to roll a 21 when two men went into the office and one came out. <laughs> well, I, that's why I gave her, I gave her a plus five. You, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Another one of my three items is uh, that we had agreed upon in advance is a walkie-talkie that I can throw my voice into. Yep. And so it sounds like someone else is talking from my walkie-talkie. Yes. And that's all it does. And so I'm going to throw my voice into the walkie-talkie and say, We got it on camera. 
That woman killed the... <laughs> we got it on camera. That woman killed the bank manager. Okay. And she tried to kill that other handsome guy. <laughs> um, okay. Go ahead and roll deception. Okay. I'm going to say with disadvantage. That's fair. <laughs> All right. I think wherever, at this exact same moment in time, Ma O'Brien senses something's wrong in the universe, and she uses her prayer beads, which is one of my items. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're almost like Doctor Strange's uh, Infinity Stone, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're rosary beads, essentially, and I can pray on them, and I get a one in Gugaplex chance that Jesus will come and do my bidding. Um, I feel like I'm I'm feeling generous. I think instead of one in Googleplex, I think we can go full on one in a hundred. <laughs> one in a hundred? Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. I like okay. I like the move of let's alleviate some of this mess. Let's get let's try and call Jesus Christ down <laughs> from heaven. See if Jesus can help. <laughs> so go ahead and roll two D ten and if they both show zero, that means you rolled perfectly and Jesus will show up. Okay. Oh, I hope he shows up because I know exactly what I do. <laughs> okay, I got an eight. <laughs> oh, you were you were pretty close to Jesus showing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, Jesus, uh, as he has for the since two thousand years ago, continues to not show up. Yeah. And you are in this moment going to roll with disadvantage, deception to see if you can trick people into thinking that Sharon Stone killed the manager and not you. Okay. Well, I rolled. I got. I also got an eight. Okay. So, yeah, the tellers all scream, and they fall to the ground. The two guards, the ones, the same ones that we saw at the beginning of this story, which means that they survived to the point of, of getting uh, accosted by the other two players, they draw their guns on you, and they say, hands on the ground, even though you're on the other side of the bulletproof glass. They say, hands on the ground, and the guard nearest to the, uh, the door at, uh, leading to the, the teller's area opens the door and comes inside with his gun drawn and trained on you. And he says, give up, put your hands on the ground. Hmm... All right, this is something I probably should have done earlier. I'm going to look around. <laughs> Just look around. Like, is there an exit nearby or, like, how? Yeah. Like, do, I, do I appear to have options? Yes, there is an emergency exit. Basically, so the, the guard that has his gun drawn is coming towards you. Mm-hmm. To, hit, to your left, to the left side of him, is that elevator that heads down to the, the, the security room in the vault. To the right is a door leading to the lobby with all the, um, the the customers and stuff. And directly behind him is a fire exit that will... It would normally sound an alarm, but there's already an alarm sounding. So if you can get past him, maybe you can get out of hey, here. Hey, Anthony, is it allowed for Adel and I to talk to our client for a moment? Yeah, please do. Sure, okay. please. I will take any suggestions. Do you, Arnie, do you have... Does your character have any, like, stealth things yeah. that you can justify using in the world here? I've got a lot of stealth. I'm okay. like... Crazy Maybe it's time stealth. to employ those. Yeah, I, well, I was also thinking, like, is there, do I see any, like, vents or anything? Like, magazines? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> any right. man sized magazines? Um, so, yeah, there are vents. Yeah. How, how big is this guy? He's not 6'9, 420. That's, uh, that's. Yeah, yeah, no. He's more Jason Statham size. So smaller. So small on the smaller side, sure. Yeah. So, yes, you can see that above you is one of those sort of, deta- like, it's one of those uh, buildings, like, public buildings have really high ceilings, so their vents are detached from, the, they're not, you know, internal. Uh, they're just these big hanging metal vents, essentially. Uh, you could see that you could potentially, with an acrobatics check, 
uh, leap up to one of those and pry the uh, the cover off of it. Okay, I'm going to try. Okay. Doesn't seem particularly stealthy, but all right. Yeah, well, it is not stealthy. You're going to roll acrobatics. Well, okay. Uh, well, but everyone's looking at me, right? Yeah. Or at least one person is looking at me. Yes. Yeah, well, like, what am I? Like, adult map. So my other thought was I could try to, like, go through a door somewhere where people don't see me and then get stealthy and kind of, like, find a hiding place inside the bank. If you have the ability to, like, actually, like, disappear or have, like, a cloak in the D&D terms that you can use, and then we can, like, figure out some fun justification in this world. That's what I was kind of asking about. Is there, like, a thing that's, like... Like, I have healing spells that I'll justify as, like, I'm just praying and hoping that you get better mm-hmm. and it helps or whatever. Yeah, do you have any abilities or spells or skills uh, on your character sheet that would help you in this moment? What is your character class, I guess? The other option is you die right here and then we jump forward six months and you play your twin brother. I was strongly um, considering that as well. That's a pretty good <laughs> option. Okay, so you are a ranger. Yes. Like, if I can get into a vent or something, it, it, I can definitely, like, navigate that. That's very okay. much in my skill set. But Great. It's a Go ahead and getting... give me an acrobatics roll. So that would be a d20 roll plus three. All right. I rolled a 10. Okay. So with a 10, you you roll, you roll do a cool Jason Statham kick flip to try to get up there. Uh, but it's just a little, your hands are a little too slippery from the blood, and you fall down onto your back. You take a D6 of damage. You're knocked okay. prone. And in that time, the guard rushes up to you, puts his gun against your head, and says, Freeze, stop moving, stop moving. The cops are on their way. Stop moving. Okay. Uh, we cut back six months where I apply to the police academy. Persuasion or deception? Me? Yes. I want this to happen. Oh my god! Please, I want to see. I want to hear Matt scream. Don't move, dirtbag. Deception is a ten. Okay, so with a ten, yeah, they got you doing traffic duty. They hired you. They'll take anybody in this town because there's so many damn crooks. You're not going to be a detective. But uh, if you're 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 doing the the crosswalk for kids at Shadow City City Elementary, and you hear on your radio that they have a bank robbery potentially happening at the Shadow City First National Bank, anybody who's not a, a crossing guard can come and help out with that. But oh, well, what was Tommy Punches doing six months earlier? Pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a gun is to your head. It feels like the jig is more or less up. Uh, is there any last thing you would like to do? Well, I've got to be true to my character. First of all, can I ask, what does this, does this detective look like anybody? Uh, what detective? The guard? The guard. Yeah, the guard that's got a gun pointed at me. Yeah, the guard looks like Mike from Breaking Bad. He's a little on the older side, but he looks like he's seen some stuff. Okay. Hmm. He probably isn't into crawl. Literally 50 minutes into this record. I, uh, and, and the inciting incident has not happened yet. I'm going to offer him uh, some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Roll. All right. You got Does one your last character have cocaine? I mean. I feel like his behavior doesn't make any sense unless he has cocaine. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So I'm going to say. I'll grant him that. You're going to roll persuasion. Oh. Not a, no, no disadvantage, no advantage, just roll persuasion. This is your last roll I'm giving you. I've never seen, and thank you so much for this, Anthony. I've never seen a DM or GM 
almost like at a, like a bartender cut someone off. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, you're getting a little sloppy. This is your last drink. You've had enough. <laughs> All right, I rolled. I rolled a nine. So with a nine. Um, this guard goes, I got my own. And he pistol whips you, and you are knocked unconscious. A little while later, you wake up in the back of a paddy wagon, which drives past uh, Ma at the crosswalk, who briefly can make eye contact with you and sees you in the back of the car. I, uh, my boy, ah, uh, no. Can I yell out the window? Uh, the window is closed because they don't usually leave the windows open for people to escape out the back of cop cars. <laughs> so but I can't you can put my hand out and do that like wavy hand thing in the wind. <laughs> no, they, you cannot do the zoom zoom. Hmm. Well, I mouth, I mouth to Ma out the window. You have six months to break me out of prison. <laughs> we have a bank job in six months, though. <laughs> I know. Please tell me the prison in this town consolidated with the bank. <laughs> they're, they're, they're alarmingly close to one another. I feel like if you want to, if we want to still stay in this pre-heist timeline, mm -hmm. but follow the two of you now so that Arnie can know what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. We can we can totally follow you trying to break him out if you so wish. Um, or you can what? let him fucking rot and, yeah. <laughs> and Arnie can roll a new character. I've taken up a lot of the oxygen in this game so far, so I'm really fine with whatever you guys are. Arnie, my friend, I've laughed till I cried. I would not change a thing. This has been this has been a true joy. Truly. Um, I would say, man, I would I would vote we try and break him out. Because I think Alright, let's do it. I think if we're if we're a band if we're a gang, then we probably would help each other out. Okay, sounds good to me. Realistically, yeah. All right, kids, good luck finishing crossing the street. I got to get home and finish my minestrone. Thanks. Thanks, Ma. Would I be able to have, be in any kind of communication with them while I'm in prison? Yeah, I feel like there's, you know, regular, there's visitation stuff. You, okay. you did murder somebody, so it'll be in a maximum security prison. It'll be through the, you know, the, the phones with the plastic separating you. But you could talk to uh, to anybody you liked. I think I think it would probably be weird to talk to Ma because Ma's technically a member of the police force and they might notice that. But certainly you could talk okay. to, uh, to, to... Tommy Punches the Punches. Yeah. yeah. You could probably talk to Punches uh, while you're in, in prison. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I think... Did I, you, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did you not get enough screen time in this adventure know, so far? Did you, did you really want to be... <laughs> I was just realizing. I was like, they should... I was going to offer, like, should I just try to escape myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you and a bunch of NPCs, you escape. The other guys don't even need to know about it. Arnie, we'll give you 50 minutes, but if you don't get out, we're finally going to come in there. <laughs> yeah, I would not be a good parent. I'm not good at setting boundaries. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, you guys... Uh Figure out your own plan. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be doing push-ups or something like. Uh, Great. Right. <laughs> uh, so, so Matt, I do have uh, some animal handling skills, and I also have one of my three items is a uh, rat whistle. Where if I blow a whistle, any rat within a, a certain area will come running or come rushing to the source of the sound. Okay. So I could maybe either try and get one of the rats to grab a guard's keys. And slip that to Arnie where he can make his own way out or slip it, the keys, and ha pass them off to you or, or try and gain entry myself at, at, like, visitation or something or in the yard. I don't have a better plan, so I say let's do it. Great. We could also try to send in something through food, uh, but, uh, let, yeah, let's do the, do the animal handling. Let's let's do it. Cool. So, yeah, I have some animal, animal handling, and I think I, I have a great deal of experience, Anthony, with rats. Like, I'm always um, hanging out with and training rats and, and keep them in my pockets or in my um, down my shirt or something. And you always teach them to tell the police everything they know if they're ever kidnapped. They always squeal, yes. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I think I would like to try and get one of my rats. I think at the yard is probably better, so I'm not in the prison with him when there's an, a, a breakout attempt. Sure. So I'm going to try and uh, get uh, a few of my rats to grab the keys from a guard and get them to Arnie um, so he can get out. Okay. Um, so why don't you give me two animal handling rolls? The first one will be to see if you can train them. So your whistle brings them to the whistle, right? Yeah. Yes. Any rats go to the source of sound. I know. I know you're not using the whistle. I'm just. Uh, so the first animal handling roll is going to be: Can you teach a rat to go get an object and then bring that object to a second location? Yes, that is a ten. Okay. So with a ten, let's say it takes you, uh, you know two months of your six remaining months before the heist to do that. <laughs> Perfect. But now you've, you've done it. And now for your second animal handling role, that'll be for actually getting it into the, the prison. Ooh, we're not going to like this. This is a straight up five. Okay. Mm. And so that's with plus three animal handling. <laughs> ooh. Okay, so with a five, uh, the rat, you, I guess you're in the bushes outside of the, the prison or whatever, and you yeah, see yeah. the rat at night trying to like fucking escape from New York, dodge like searchlights and stuff to get into the, the, the prison wall, but they're on top of it here in Shadow City, and the second that it goes through one of the search, it's almost there, it's almost there, and you're so psyched, and then one of the searchlights just sees it, and then you hear a sniper shot, <laughs> and the no. other rats, the other rats <laughs> see that, and they're like, oh no, this is what happens when you follow Punch's advice. So that takes another two months off of your preparation before you get rats that are willing to go in. So go ahead and give me another another roll. Uh, uh, you finally got another, after two months, you have another rat that's really uh, excited to do this. You've gotten back into the rat uh, world's uh, trust again. Can I ask something, Anthony? You, you, you made a good point, which is, I never clarified, when I said I have a rat whistle, in which any rat within like a mile comes racing towards the source, like yeah. uh, fervently, mm -hmm. can I still be in the bushes, maybe 10 feet back from the fence, or maybe 20 feet back from the fence, blow the whistle, and could that affect people in prison who are there for snitching? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yes. And, may and maybe they knock down the fence while they all frantically race towards the whistle? Okay. Um, let's see. So I'm going to roll... Do, do, do. Actually, why don't you roll a persuasion with advantage? Okay. And um, if you succeed, then all of the snitches and all the rats uh, and all the stool pigeons will attempt to do anything they can to get out of their cells and come to you. First one is a three. The second one is an adjusted 20. Ooh, okay. So with an adjusted 20, we'll zoom back to Crusher. You suddenly hear, as you're, as you're doing your push-ups, you hear shouting from up and down the cell block. You hear anguished screams. And if you peek, you know, if you look out through the little mirror that you probably use to look at what's, what's going on in the cell block, uh, you see a bunch of the most beat up, most put upon, most, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but betas of the, uh, the, the prison ecosystem mm. are oh, all prison betas. launching them. <laughs> they're all launching themselves at their cell doors and making a real ruckus. One of them manages to break through because he's a, he was a big rat. Mm -hmm. He was a, he was very scared. He was like Hewell from Breaking Bad. And the guards get called out to try to quell the riot, but there's just so many of these rats. There's a really, there's a really, uh, disloyal prison. Um, and they start running, and there is now a full-blown riot happening, and they are rushing out to try to uh, get to the main prison gate. So there's a lot of chaos going on. The cops, or the guards, rather, are uh, uh, amassing in the cell block. They're all sort of coming down there for this emergency, which means that other parts of the prison might be not so well looked after if you get out of your cell. Maybe you've been planning some stuff, or maybe uh, 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 Ma has also you know, put in other parts mm. of the plan. I, I think I'm nearby with a with a car waiting, uh, but I'm uh, if I is it possible that I'm in a car where I could see the rats starting to come out? 
so the rats uh, aren't coming out just yet. They're still fighting each other. There's like there's you know a bunch of prison guards between them and actually getting out of okay. the, the, the prison. But there's a there's a full blown like fight happening between all the prison guards and all the rats in the main cell block of the of the place. So that means you can tell from where you are. That means that the snipers on the sniper tower are distracted. You can tell they're they've aimed their guns in toward the the center of the prison rather than outward. Uh, you can see that uh, a lot of the guards have have moved away from their posts and are trying to deal with this this. Um, big amount of chaos. How close would I need to be to cast Bless on one of these people trying to help with the breakout? Yeah, you would have to be within 30 feet and CS, uh, verbal somatic material. Bless, bless, bless. Bless, bless your heart. <laughs> Arnie, it's taken us about an hour to get back to minute one. Uh, We're still not there. <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. No it's one's like, ever done a role-playing game like this before. Yeah, this is it's, like, it's like a D&D campaign. It's like, we meet our three heroes, and Arnie's like, I break my own spine. And it's like... <laughs> Okay, well, for, forget the dungeon we were about to go into. Let's go through five years of rehab. Uh, yeah. I like that we're in a position where, best case scenario, we begin episode two in the same place as we began episode one. No one's ever done that before. So let's say that uh, with 30 feet, you, it doesn't even say you have to see them, just a creature, three creatures of your choice or whatever. Okay. So let's say that you know at least where Arnie is in the, the prison. And you could hypothetically drive to, you know, the walls of the prison and be, you know, if you park next to a random wall, uh, you actually know that, you know, 29 feet on the other side of this wall, uh, Arnie's cell kind of sits through a bunch of, you know, stone and iron and, and other things that would prevent you from getting there physically. But your ma religion powers uh, allow you to sense that he's there. So if you want to bless him, you are more than uh, welcome to. I cast bless on Arnie, on, on Crusher, on Sweet Crusher. Great. So that means, uh, Crusher, you get, and up to three creatures of your choice, so it could be two other people that, that you can sense are, you know, riding. Mm -hmm. Crusher and two other uh, uh, stool pigeons get a an additional D4 for any attack rolls or saving throws before the spell ends. So if you want to do something that I make you roll for, usually it doesn't apply to skill checks, but I don't care. That's fine. Uh, you get to add a D4 to your roll to be successful. Okay. Okay. I have a couple qu quick questions. One. Okay. Uh, in my time here, how how long have I have I been here? So, what kind uh, of magazines do they have? <laughs> <laughs> they have prison variety. They have prison highlights. Mm. Um, prison game pro. Prison like, highlights is probably pretty good. It's just goofus. Just a lot mm. of goofus and go. <laughs> um, so you, uh, we've been in here for four months because it took two months to train the rats, and then it took another two months to convince the rats to, to try the thing again. Uh, at which point, punches realized you could just get the stool pigeons to come out. Okay, so I've been here for two months. Four months. Four months. H have I befriended many other people? I guess I want to know if there are people, there's got to be some prisoners that ha actively have like a tunneling plan to kind of get out, right? Like, okay, roll persuasion. Okay, let's see here. Or intimidation. I feel like persuasion is you went up to them and said, hey, anybody got any cool escape plans? Where intimidation is like, did you try to be top dog at the prison and make people, you know? Uh, you? Persuasion, I got a 14. And so the four, though, would be in the future from this point, right? So the blessing. Yes, is, is correct. Not the blessing right. has not happened yet as far so as. So I got a 14 persuasion. Okay. So uh, with the 14 persuasion, it doesn't seem like the people who had these. So you found a, a, a gang that had an escape plan that seemed to involve basically going over the wall one night with a sort of uh, uh, jury rigged catapult. You understood their plan. They didn't want you in on it because they didn't trust you enough. But you were aware of this plan and you were at least vaguely aware of where they're keeping the catapult, if not exactly how to use it. OK, 
I like that. And now, to refresh my memory, uh, am I able to get out of my cell, or do I need to figure out how to get out of my cell? Uh, you, you would have to figure out how to get out of your cell. But, again, you've had four months, so perhaps Ma or uh, Punches were, were giving you stuff in, you know, in your food or finding other ways to sneak, sneaking in rats to give you things or, or yeah, who knows. Punches, Punches had bought a, uh, invested in a 3D printer. And so over the course of like a hundred visits, I was giving you enough um, small pieces of plastic to put together um, some sort of device. A <laughs> hundred oh. visits in four months. Okay. Wow, you, re- you really like your friend, man. The yeah. guards are actually really impressed by the really positive male mm-hmm. relationship you all have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And some of the other prisoners are like, those two are going to make it work. There's just something. There's I, something there. Yeah. At first, I thought you were going to say, over the four months, I broke down the 3D printer and I sent it to him inside. <laughs> <laughs> you have an outlet. Also, one of my, my third and final item that I've burned through pretty fast is a lockpick mm-hmm. that uh, can unlock any lock if I can answer a trivia question. Okay. Um, so I assume they would have probably would have taken the original when you went into prison, but I feel like it's entirely possible that you could, out of these little bits of plastic, mm-hmm. you know, sort of assemble a 3D printed version of this this lockpick. Okay. So, what what would you say is your is your is your best? And you have an equal chance of any of these happening, so there's no reason to lie. What would you say is the trivia zone you are best in? If we're thinking about trivial pursuit, like rules of uh, categories, uh, you know, like arts and entertainment, uh, okay. literature to for the most part. Cool. Uh, everything else is a little dicier. Okay. Um, what would you say is the thing that you're worst at? I would say the thing I'm worst at is probably sports, or or to be fair, geography as well. Okay. So go ahead and give me a flat D20 roll, and the the higher you get, the the, the more pop culture. Related and easy it will be. And the lower you get the... I swear to God, I got a 19. A 19? So now it's going to be all the more sad when I get this really wrong. Okay. (laughs) How many actors Mm -hmm. have, within canon mainline MGM films, portrayed James Bond? Okay. How many actors... Okay, I also love the idea of me with my lockpick in this moment trying to... Like looking up and being like, nah, I'll see. Uh, I, yeah, is it? I hope it's the pick that asks you, right? Is it like an enchanted pick or something? Yeah, I feel like when you like when you finally assemble the pick together and start moving it toward Locke, it goes, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not just going to do this for any <laughs> schmuck or bozo. I need to make sure that I'm with somebody cool. And the way that I know that people are cool, <laughs> trivia. So, uh, movies. You seem like a, you look like you sound like Joe Pesci and you look like Jason Statham. This is a man who must enjoy his films. So, how many James Bonds have there? Been. All right. Arnie, it's your job. I don't want to push it, but imagine Anthony in a new Jackbox game. It's a magical pick. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. You, you just stew on it. Stew on it. All right. So I say, let's see. Uh, Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore. <laughs> Lazenby's the second one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig. That's it. The pick goes, yeah, that's pretty good. That's all of them. I mean, technically, David Niven was in the Casino Royale movie with Peter Sellers, but I, I'm, I'll, I'll let you go. If you rolled high, yeah, I'll Woody let you. Allen kind of. Yeah, and idea. Yeah. there's also and that. I think in the new one, there's a woman who takes over the moniker of 007. Yeah, yeah, but I did say James Bond because I did think that oh, might yeah, be yeah, a, yeah. I might, mm. I might try to catch you. If, if you rolled lower, I would have caught you and said, and said 007, but ah, back, lucky back you. Back to the bushes. <laughs> all right. And so click the uh, cell door pops open and now you are in the middle of a rowdy uh, riot between the stool- stoolies and the um, uh, uh, guards. And you can see that even the non-stoolies in their cells are like, 
getting amped up about this. They're getting psyched. And with, you know, the months that you've been here, you probably have seen that there is a a room uh, basically at the top of each cell block that has bulletproof glass windows around it where they can look at the cell the whole time and they have a lot of buttons and levers and stuff they can pull in there to turn off the lights when it's lights out and open the cell doors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you also know the path out. Addle, note to self, stage a play of Romeo and Juliet starring the Stoolies and Guard. <laughs> Stooliet, Stooliet, wherefore art thou, Stooliet? I told you, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> the East is a snitch. <laughs> when you're a guard, you're a guard all the way. <laughs> So I've probably been kind of friendly with the guards because I know them very well over this time. So I might have been chatty with them and, and kind of have some inside information about what does what. That's a lot of things to say, sure. Uh, I, feel, I feel like if you, if you wanted to get in good with the guards, uh, you could go ahead and roll another charisma check for me, see if you like could befriend the guards. Okay, let's see here. If this ends up with you being a fucking guard in that bank, I'm going to be <laughs> furious. <laughs> furious. Bring it home, Arnie. You can do it. Oh, my God. Uh, and Anthony, while Arnie's doing that, can you let everyone know how much work you put into this story oh we haven't gotten no, to yet? I'm so sorry. Uh, se- several weeks. Several oh, weeks. Oh, okay. Hard. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's fine. It was all, it, none of it was as good as this. <laughs> 16. All right, so your modifier for persuasion is a plus two. So you got an 18. So yes, there is something about your bank manager murdering self that has a lot of these guards who are actually in debt to the bank for house loans they took out. They're pretty psyched. Uh, they, they think you're one of the good uh, prisoners. And so, yeah, they go like, they they, they, they took you around on a little fun tour of the of the prison on uh, one of the days, which definitely makes all the other inmates fucking hate you. But they're like, hey, up there's where we got all the levers and bits for the, you know, there's that big red button that you should never push. Don't ever push that button. Ha, ha, ha. I get in a lot of trouble. Ha, ha, ha. But there's yeah, and then there's also the button that releases the tear gas, and the button that uh, calls for the attack helicopter, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you want to play pickleball or? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after I get out of the cell, I hit the red button. Okay. So you run to the uh, the guard station essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just want to be clear before I, I take the prison highlights magazine with me. Okay, good. We'll say that's an improvised uh, hand-to-hand weapon. Yeah, like in uh, Born Identity. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you get to the doorway of the gu- of the guard control room, and that guard who asked you to be on the pickleball team is in there, and he goes, "Oh, oh, Crusher, Crusher! Thank goodness you're safe. You gotta, you gotta get back inside your cell. Something bad's happened." I'm going to, you know, I don't want to kill more people. So I basically, first of all, this is a very important question. What does this guard look like? Does this guard look like anybody? This guard looks like Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> oh, can't definitely can't kill him then. Love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. So what you're also saying is like he's he's quick to anger, but in a hilarious way. Yeah, he's endearing <laughs> because of his faults, not not despite them. Mm-hmm. Right. Arnie, if there's a pan in there, don't kiss the pan. Yeah. Because <laughs> it will kiss you. I am going to say to the guard, Bob. This place is, is crazy. We got it. We got to get out of here. Not just for me, for your own safety. I, I swear to you, I will turn myself in after we get out. But we're all going to die in here. And I, I hit the red button and I say, please, Bob, come with me. Get out. Let's get out of here. It's not worth your life. Okay. So you hit the red button and all the cell doors for all the prisoners open. Roll deception. Okay. Because you're saying you're going to turn yourself in. You're almost certainly not going to. Yeah. 
I rolled a 20 or 19 plus 423. Wow. So, uh, Gard, Gard Odenkirk, Odin, yeah, Gard Odenkirk says, um, uh, you're, you're right. Gardenkirk. Um, Gardenkirk says, oh, you're right. You know what? It's not about guards or, 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 or stoolies. It's just about people that care about each other. And, and I think we, we have a connection. We got to get out of here together. Yeah, it's about the relationships. It's about the relationships. Let's get out of here, Crusher. And he grabs you by the hand and uh, starts oh. running running with you through the, the, the prison <laughs> as sweet. people are getting shanked around you and thrown off of balconies and stuff like that. And he he goes, we could get out through the... the, the and, and basically because all the cells are opening, everybody just chaos everywhere. The guards are almost certainly getting overwhelmed, um, and he runs out to the, sort of the front uh, gate uh, with you, and uh, there's snipers are pointing at him and you, and he's like, no, no, it's, it's fine, guys, it's fine, we're best friends, and they're like, what? And he's like, it's fine, and he hits a button, um, radios for the front door to open, uh-huh. and now um, Ma and Punches, you can see the front gates open, and there's a lot of gunfire inside, there's a lot of chaos, but through it all, silhouetted against the, the muzzle flashes and the smoke and the gunfire, you see Garden Kirk and Crusher holding hands, running away from it as fast as they can. I'm gonna drive up to the front gate as fast as I can uh, and hope that everyone who I want to get in there gets in there with me. Okay. And I'm, I'm still in the bushes, uh, beat red, still blowing the whistle as much as I can, because the minute I stop, they'll, they'll stop uh, trying to get to the source. Great, great. Okay, so um, because I feel like everybody's out of danger, Ma, Crusher, and Gardenkirk jump into the, the car. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ma's driving, right? So Gardenkirk yeah, and yeah. Crusher ju- jump into yeah. the car, um, and you can all pick up uh, punches easily. And so, yeah, now you're all shoved in this car. Gardenkirk goes, okay, cool, we're safe. We're safe. I, th- I think I could hear them stop freaking out. So you're gonna go back in now, right? We gotta go back in because I'll I'll lose my job if you don't if you don't go oh. back in the the prison. Who are your friends? Your friends seem nice. Gan Kirk, buddy. Look, I know what's in my heart. You know what's in my heart. But they're not gonna understand. We had to we had to do what we had to do to survive. But now we have to we have to save your good name. And it's not gonna be enough for me to turn myself in. What we gotta do is we gotta raise a lot of money. To get your life back together, buddy, you need to help us get some money for you to save you. You need to join our gang, Garden Kirk. We could use a guy to, to drive the getaway car. We got a <laughs> gig plan here. Yep. He goes, well, and now that we're out of the prison, I feel like I'd use my normal voice because actually uh, I wasn't so much in debt to a bank. It was more of a certain Don Tribbiani, a certain purveyor oh. of illegal uh, 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 additional funds. And I'm thinking maybe we could come to some sort of arrangement. And he, Garden Kirk, now Robin Kirk, is currently uh, in the front seat in the present day, uh, uh, sitting in the driver's seat, waiting for all of you to finish with the heist that still does not answer the question of what Crusher is doing on the evening Good of the heist. Question. We have to go back seven years. <laughs> An email. An email from Anthony Birch dated Monday, April 25th. <laughs> Guys, this session will start with a bank heist. I'll give you the details and you can come up with a plan. Don't feel pressured to think about this too hard. It's just going to be the intro for the hero showing up and the shit really kicking off.
Hey, it's Earth Arnie again. I hope you enjoyed episode one of Shadow City. In just a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can get more episodes of Shadow City. But first, the credits. Crusher was played by Arnie Niekamp. That's me. Tommy Punches the Plume was played by Adel Refai. Matilda Ma O'Brien was played by Matt Young. Our special guest game master was Anthony Birch. Anthony is a writer for video games, comics, and television. You can also hear Anthony as the dungeon master on the outstanding podcast Dungeons and Daddies, which is currently in its second season. I personally happen to be a proud Patreon supporter of Dungeons and Daddies and encourage you to do that as well. Shadow City was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Adel Refai, and Matt Young. Post-production coordination by Garrett Schultz. This episode, with all of its delightful sound design, was edited by Sage GC, and the theme song was also by Sage. If you enjoyed the sound design, you should check out Sage's podcast, 20-Sided Stories, an improvised comedy and role-playing podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern is an independent production. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash magictavern. As I said in the intro, we are creeping closer to having enough Patreon supporters to meet the stretch goal to release the remaining episodes of Shadow City, which are already recorded. And if you join the Patreon, you could help us get even closer. And your support helps us do things like pay our editors and pay our guests. But supporting the Patreon is not an entirely selfless act because you get all kinds of benefits. For only $5 a month, and there is only one tier, keeping it simple, our patrons get ad-free versions of the episodes. That includes our entire back catalog of hundreds of episodes, seasons 1, 2, and 3, and all of the Magic Tavern spinoffs. And there are a lot of them. Three seasons of Offices and Bosses, two seasons of Earth Games, I Am Spintax, the podcast, two seasons of Masters of Mayhem, Lost in Foon, Usador's Fetching Quests, Hey Tavern Tavern, and Behind the Tavern, where we tell behind-the-scenes stories of the making of the show. Plus, since the Patreon has debuted, we've accumulated over 30 all-new bonus episodes, things like Fall Asleep with Flower, Spin Tax's Book Release Party, The Return of the Transdimensional Delivery Man, Girls' Night, Momo's Move, a full-length Star Wars Episode 4 watch-along commentary track where Arnie, Chunt, and Usador watch Star Wars with you. An episode where Chun officially announces the names of his buttholes, and much more. And new ones every month. Two new bonus episodes every month. Plus there are all kinds of other perks that I know I'm already talking way too long. But stuff like you can get access to the Magic Tavern Discord, quarterly virtual meet and greets with the hosts, a monthly newsletter from the hosts, early access to live events. We've just started experimenting with posting videos to the Patreon. All kinds of stuff. And some really cool stuff coming. And hopefully with your help, coming soon, the rest of Shadow City, which was really fun to record, and I'm excited for you to hear the rest of it. Like I said before, to learn more and become a patron, go to patreon.com slash magic tavern. Okay, that's enough of me talking. You already heard me in the full episode and in the framing device? That's too much. Thanks for listening, thanks for your support, and we'll be back with a new Hello from the Magic Tavern episode next week. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. 
Every week, I speak to someone new. Stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.